to the NFL. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rookie Rundown. I am your host, as always, Dallas. You can find me on Twitter at Salad Galore. Today, guys, we are going to be diving into a little bit of a deeper and uh, more complex target, something we don't typically talk about, but I figured I would give a little bit of love to all of my IDP players out there. Um, If I immediately lost you, With the IDP statement right there, I still suggest you stick around with the episode. Um, It's got some good content, and I'm going to cover some basics for any of you out there that basically do not know how to approach the IDP game in general. Um, Basically, how I do my analysis of the players and select my specific guys, pretty much regardless of scoring. So it's just a strategy that I have for my specific player profiles and the actual team... um, team roles of my IDB players that I look for with my DBs, my linebackers, and my line play. So um, going into this episode, I'm going to specifically be touching on my five IDP pre-preseason buys. So these are players that I'm trying to acquire before we actually get a lot of snaps and coverage of them on the field specifically. Um, these are guys that basically are not going to be costing you an arm and a leg at this point in the offseason because we haven't really seen them produce in competitive play. But we know based off of the holes that are on their teams, as well as the draft capital and the rookie mini camps, as well as the first couple of weeks of training camps here, that these guys are going to be seeing a lot of work in 2021. And you're going to be able to acquire them on the cheap before they potentially blow up or show a lot of that flashy work that will make their stock rise in this preseason couple of weeks before we actually start the 2021 season. So going to dive right in guys. My first buy number five on the list is that of Paulson Adebo. Paulson Adebo was a third round draft selection by the new Orleans saints at cornerback. He's a smaller build, but according to PFF, he had over the last two years, the best ball production out of pretty much any DB in this class. So Paulson Adebo comes in and immediately solidifies himself basically as that outside corner two opposite of, um, Marshawn Lattimore, sorry, blanked on my Ohio State alum there. Um, But he's coming in, and all the camp reports on Paulson Adebo are glowing so far. Over the last week specifically, he's been stuck like glue to the wide receivers, batting passes, pass deflections, tip balls. He's actually had a couple of interceptions as well to where I know it's not that exciting due to the fact that there's not any prominent wide receivers on the team right now that he truly has to go up against. He's not going up against that Mike Williams on a regular basis. And that would have been Marshawn Lattimore's role anyways in this preseason period. But for all this ball production that he's showing immediately, his draft capital being predicated on such ball skills, it's actually a really good sign that we're seeing the exact same thing from his draft profile so far, thus in camp. Um, No one's really talking about the New Orleans Saints defense because there's a lot of talk out there that basically is talking about how the defense has some potential to be pretty bad. Um, That's actually what I'm looking for when it comes to corners specifically. Um, So there's kind of a general rule for corners that I typically follow for all of my IDP leagues. And that is that I want either a corner, regardless of age, 
on the opposite side of the field as a lockdown corner, such as Marshawn Lattimore. That's due to the target funneling that you're typically going to get. Um, If you're going to scheme plays away from that first corner, you're either moving the guy into the slot or you are moving the guy to the opposite side of the field if it's not a follow corner. And there's very few follow corners across the entirety of the NFL field nowadays. So it's a lot more likely that you're going to see an increased volume going to a guy like Paulson Adebo side of the field as opposed to Marshawn Lattimore. And in the extremely pass-heavy division that is the NFC South, that's something that I'm looking for. I don't need all this crazy ball production from my corners. It's trying to get that consistent tackling and consistent um, pass breakups, typically in an IDP league from my DBs. That's where your bread is buttered, basically, with your corners. Trying to play the high upside guys with the interceptions is fun, but it's not a sticky stat from year to year, and it can be a very dangerous game if you predicate it on those ball hawk guys. Um, Also, typically, the corners that we associate with being extremely good in the NFL are seldom the guys that you want in IDP, just due to the fact that their raw numbers and overall tackle totals are very, very slim compared to some of the safeties or the corners. But from the cornerback specific position, I think Paulson Adebo is a cheap buy in general, just because there's not a lot of news floating around about him if you're not following specifically the Saints as your primary team. And I think he has that immediate role locked down as the number two corner on the New Orleans Saints, as well as the potential for some pretty significant production from the CB position, which is not something you typically get as a rookie transitioning to my fourth overall buy I'm sticking with that same position of cornerback and I'm actually going to tag team this with two guys from the same team that is the Tennessee Titans I'm looking at Caleb Farley the first round pick out of Virginia Tech and Elijah Molden the kind of hybrid player he's more likely looking as that box safety slash um, nickel corner in the center and he came out of Washington so The Tennessee Titans, in my opinion, are quite possibly going to be the worst defense in the NFL this year. They've had a complete overhaul of their DB room. They've actually lost three of their four starting corners from last year, and they were pretty bad last year. Um, They've replaced them basically with just warm bodies as opposed to names that we know, as well as bringing in a lot of youth with some second-year guys off of practice squads from other teams, as well as these two rookies in the first three rounds combined. So that complete overhaul of the DB room tells me that they're both basically looking at starting roles coming in this season. In the same vein as Paulson and Debo, they're both seeing a lot of buzz when you're looking at the specific beat reporters reports from the defensive standouts on the Tennessee Titans. Um, There's not a lot of fireworks happening, obviously, on the defensive side of the ball in Tennessee right now with the acquisition of Julio Jones. The offense is pretty much getting all of the spotlight from most of the major media sources. But when you actually look at the defense, there's a lot of open production in a division that's kind of up for grabs. There's no one really dominant. Um, They like to basically play ball control as well as attempt to basically mitigate the defense on the field and that's honestly due to the fact that it's not very good uh but these two players fit directly into that same type of category as paulson adebo as the corners that i go for so in the same vein as paulson adebo elijah molden comes in most likely looking at a full-time role as either an opposite outside corner or as a middle nickel corner Nickel predominates a lot of the snaps that we see from a defensive standpoint in the NFL right now. And so Elijah Molden and Paulson Adebo are very similar players, but I put 
Elijah Molden higher than Paulson Adebo due to the fact that I think that the defense is going to be significantly worse for the Titans. And those are the corners that I want, because if you have a worse defense where your only strength is honestly, you're looking at your defensive line, give me the corners because people are just going to be throwing the ball like crazy against the Titans. Because with a team that tries to play ball control with you, typically you have to score pretty quickly and that requires you to throw the ball quite a bit. So that's why I have Elijah Molden. The other corner mold that I typically target when I'm looking at my players in IDP is that of a rookie who's coming in and expected to be the CB1 on their team from day one. Uh, Caleb Farley is that man. Drafted in the first round, 21st overall, the only reason he was that low and not in contention with that Patrick Sertain first pick at DB, or sorry, JC Horn as the first pick from DB is that entry. He had an ACL entry coming into the offseason. All the camp reports thus far, he's active in training camp. He looks good. There's no slowness associated with it. Very little hesitation with the knee. So I'm not concerned at all. That tells me that the Titans did a really good job with their medical checkup prior to draft. And we're looking at two of the best ball hawking guys over the last two picks with Paulson Adebo and this Caleb Farley pick from the Titans. If Caleb Farley can stay healthy, you're looking at the mold of a Darrell Revis, a complete ball hawk shut down corner with production that we haven't seen from the cornerback position in quite a while. He's not the same mold as a guy like Jeff Akuda was last year, where it's that silky smooth coverage. It is the guy just finds the ball all the time he's very 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 good in zone defense which is what's going to most likely be predicating in that scheme in Tennessee with them attempting to basically cover up the holes of their lack of skill positions on the outside by rolling coverage to specific players via combo schemes and that uh, kind of hybrid look with the zones in the middle so Caleb Farley has a really good outlook this year if he can stay healthy Typically, if you have a a CB1 that's a rookie, uh, you attempt not to make him cover the best receiver at all times. Um, Jeff Akuda was a prime example of that last year where it's kind of hard to expect him to shut down guys all the time. But if you're going to have to risk it and basically stick him on that wide receiver one for the other team, which is what they're going to have to do with Caleb Farley. You're looking at a large target volume, that high tackle floor, and honestly, a lot of CB production potentially in the first round with this guy. Um, Because of the injury, he was falling um, in a lot of IDP leagues, honestly, way further than he should have in their rookie drafts. I was actually able to get Caleb Farley in the fourth round of one of my rookie drafts based off of the complete uncertainty earlier in the season. Um, Right now, the camp news, like I said, is pretty minimal when it comes to the Titans defense. So that's someone that I'm definitely trying to acquire before he starts getting those reps and specifically before he shows any ball production at all during the preseason. Cause I have this gut feeling like he is going to transitioning into the third highest buy for me in this pre preseason mold of IDP players is actually a guy we've seen so far in the first preseason game of the NFL 2021 season. And that is linebacker out of LSU, Jabril Cox. He was a third round selection with the Dallas Cowboys and actually the second linebacker selected by the team in those first three rounds. Got kind of a little pattern going here. If you guys can't tell, it is early often picks and honestly double ups at the position that I'm typically interested in. And I'm really interested in those second guys that are selected. So, We all know Micah Parsons was selected by the Dallas Cowboys in the first round. 
looks like an immediate impact starter. And honestly, it looks like that rotation in that first three linebackers. The reason that I'm interested in Jabril Cox is that he's basically free. Um, Jabril Cox, for some reason, slipped in the NFL draft. There was a lot of talk about him potentially being that early second round linebacker that people were looking for, but there was quite a few guys that ended up going ahead of him. Um, the linebacker position in Dallas, as you guys know, has been one predicated specifically on injury over the last couple of years. Their defense is pretty bad. Their cornerbacks are pretty bad. And even though they hyped up and paid for their linebackers that they currently have on their team, there's a lot of question marks about what their long-term look is going to look like for the Dallas Cowboys at that position based off of the fact that there's outs on both contracts for Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith going into next season and their contracts as well as the fact that they have not been able to stay healthy. So it's almost a guaranteed lock that Jabril Cox will see starting snaps at some point during the season, whether or not it is due to talent or based off of injury alone. But in that Hall of Fame game where we saw him against that Steelers offense, he actually led the team in tackles in that first game, immediately showing trust and playing actually with Micah Parsons in that opening first team defense due to the fact that they were sitting Leighton Vander Esch during that game for that cautionary injury purposes. So I like the fact that Jabril Cox immediately got those reps that we're not really seeing from those first two guys. He is a speed demon inside. And with those potential holes that are going to pop up with the Dallas defense, um, linebackers specifically, I am always targeting linebackers on bad defenses. That is my number one rule when it comes to linebackers specifically kind of in the same vein as the cornerback position. Um, it's kind of a split. Those are my two positions on defense. I typically predicate for the bad defenses. That's where I go with my picks. And if I'm looking at the line play for the defensive edges and defensive um, like line, nose tackle, those type of um, positional um, players and IDPs, I want the good defenses for those. And I'll get into that here when we look at the next number two spot. But for Jabril Cox, I think there's a large role that he could have towards the end of the 2021 season. You're able to basically get him free now. And those linebackers in an IDP league are like gold. People don't realize that your linebacker three or even four a lot of the times in an IDP league that's predicated on tackles is significantly more important to your team's overall scoring output on a weekly basis than your running back two position is. Um, I was able to win a league last year in a 16 team IDP league with Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards rotating in and out as my RB two due to the fact that I had four of the top 10 linebackers in scoring last year I outscored almost every running back on the running back position with Fred Warner and Roquan Smith last year just based off of tackles alone so it's pretty cool guys that if you play IDP correctly you should be drafting your linebackers before pretty much any of your wide receivers and significantly higher than any of your depth running back players. It's just a little rule of thumb for you, for any of you that aren't really adept at long-term IDP playing currently or haven't actually touched the format at all. So transitioning into the number two spot in my second biggest buys of the offseason pre-preseason, I'm looking at the two-line defensive linemen from the Buffalo Bills, both rookies for this year. Once again, doubling up with Gregory Rousseau out of Miami and Boogie Basham. Both of them are hybrid players. 
underneath McDermott in a system that likes to move around their edge players. AJ Espinosa, uh, sorry, <laughs> Epinesa, Epinesa, sorry, from last year. Um, kind of a disappointment in the first round for the Buffalo Bills. Um, you're looking at two guys that come in and immediately fill a role need on the team and that is consistent pressure um the reason that the buffalo bills basically got obliterated by the chiefs in the playoffs is that they were unable to even though it was against a crappy offensive line in the playoffs create any pressure against patrick mahomes based off of their rush their cornerbacks are very good but if you cannot get to the passer and you give those elite quarterbacks time that's where you are just destined to fail when you start going up against those better teams in january football So all the camp noise coming from these two players is exceptional. They're both exploding. Mario Addison, their starting nose tackle and all-around defensive stud over the last couple years, has been raving about both of them. He approves both of them, specifically Rousseau. Um, He's fascinated at his size. He's like 6'7", 290, and he moves like he's a middle linebacker. He's got speed explosiveness that you typically don't see from a guy that big. And the outside hybrid role, of that inside outside movement will make these guys be able to show off their athletic drill uh, skills. Sorry, very early for the team. Both are projected starters on the defensive line and with the cornerback and safety play currently being produced by the Buffalo bills in division with not a lot of offensive output being forecasted for the other teams in said division. You're looking at defensive linemen, that are most likely going to be on a very good team. The only way you get consistent production from your defensive linemen in an IDP league is that floor of tackles and floor of sacks. You have to be applying pressure from your defensive line, and that only happens if you have good corners on the outside that can lock down the receivers. That's what they have with Tredavious White, Micah Hyde at the safety position. They're linebackers with Tremaine Edmonds. There's constant coverage going on. So they've just been lacking that overall pass rush over the last couple of years. And that's something that Rousseau and Basham, for all accounts, are bringing every single practice during training camp. I'm very excited to see these players. But when people start to see what they can do in the preseason period, specifically dominating those first team snaps and applying pressure to those backup defensive lines, their stock is going to continue to rise. Um, Pretty much every player I've talked about so far has had a pretty discounted draft price in IDP drafts thus far in the offseason, just based off of some question marks, um, basically with their overall game, their projections and stuff like that. But all of the guys that I'm talking about are immediate starters when healthy and will be dominating the snaps for their teams in my predictions for the 2021 season. So Rousseau and Basham, get them on the cheap now. Um, they are probably, I'm going to be honest, probably the most pricey out of any of the ones that I've talked about thus far, but it's not even close to that first or even second round draft capital in IDP rookie drafts just due to the fact that there's a lot up in the air and they drafted two of them. So a lot of people don't want to play that gambit of which one's going to be successful. I'm suggesting that both will be. My number one buy in the offseason from an IDP standpoint is Baron Browning. Baron Browning out of Ohio State may sound like a truther, but he's going into a Vic Fangio defense. And if there's anything we've learned about Vic Fangio defenses over the last decade, it is that he wants a fast 
pass rush inclined linebacker that is good at filling the holes and whose athleticism can make up for any deficiencies that he may have in pass coverage. That is Baron Browning to a T and the best thing for his overall production and his overall completely deflated price guys is that of he's dealing with a knee injury that he sustained in rookie camp. So right now there's very little talk about Baron Browning. People are forgetting about him, but the linebacker hole currently on the Denver Broncos is massive. Jesse Jewell is currently a starter. It's not something that you ever want to see. Longtime starter Brandon Marshall, not to be confused with Brandon Marshall, former receiver of said Bears and Jets and Broncos. Um, but Baron Browning is looking at an immediate mic role for a Vic Fangio defense, something that is money in Dynasty IDP guys. You're able to get him pretty much free right now. He's the biggest bargain from an IDP standpoint at the linebacker position in my eyes going into this preseason period. So if you can acquire him before he fully comes back and fully starts to see those preseason snaps from the linebacker position, even if he doesn't start early, this is a long-term play that is going to pay off so much, guys. Um, at the end of this season, you're looking at this guy as a starter on one of the most dominant defenses, I'm calling it now, in the NFL. The amount of corner talent that they were able to bring in this year with bringing in Kyle Fuller basically at a garbage bargain bin discount. I hate my Bears for letting him go. Um as well as the talent of re-signing Justin Simmons to a long-term deal, um, just keeping in and bringing in young talent with Patrick Sertain. There's so much talent on the outside and from the safety position, as well as Von Miller coming back from injury. Nick Chubb, sorry, not Nick Chubb, um, Bradley Chubb coming back from injury from last year and the slight opt-out that he had as well, I believe. You're looking at an overall defense with Vic Fangio at the helm that is going to be dominating people. Um, Give me a team that has to play the Raiders twice a year. Uh, Give me a team that has an overall pretty easy schedule um, when it comes to win percentages from last year as well. And with a ton of offensive weapons where if they get even mediocre, normal, average play from the quarterback position, this team should be rolling through teams with this defensive output. Baron Browning could be a centerpiece for a long time to come inside this defensive scheme as long as the Broncos offense does not get Vic Fangio fired. But when it comes to absolute bargain bins, he was already going at the end of the third round, typically in IDP average draft position for those rookie drafts. But if you can get Baron Browning now, it's basically a throw-in for any trade that you want, just based off the injury, based off of the lack of camp news associated with him. And he is the biggest boom player that you could potentially pick up in this pre-preseason period. Those are my top five to round it out again. Number five, Paulson Adebo. Number four, the combo of Caleb Farley and Elijah Molden in Tennessee. Number three, Jabriel Cox, the young speedster linebacker with a projected decent role in this first season for the Dallas Cowboys. The two monsters on the edge slash inside of the defensive line for the Buffalo Bills in Gregory Rousseau and Boogie Basham. And number one, Baron Browning. I'm going to give you guys one more pairing of bargain bin bonus sleepers, names you definitely have not heard of unless you follow the New York Jets, and a defensive outlook that people are sleeping on. The New York Jets bringing in Robert Sala may be the most transformative piece of any defense 
in the NFL in the 2021 season. On paper, they have a very young budding defense, bringing back starter C.J. Mosley inside at linebacker, which was their biggest hole last season, could be huge. And the position that people have been concerned about all offseason in corner seems to have been filled by two rookies who have been consistently starting with the ones and producing, even against the likes of rookie standout Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, the veteran, or Jameson Crowder, the veteran. I'm looking at Isaiah Dunn and Brandon Eccles. These are two names you should be keeping your eyes on. If you have taxi squad spots open in your IDP league, I would strongly suggest rostering them. They've brought in no long-term competition for these two players. They've brought in no veteran competition. People were very concerned when they weren't signing any corners earlier in the offseason, and it's because these two players have been standouts. They've been showing ball production and tons of pass breakups from the DB position. This is not something that I'm super duper excited about, but I have a gut feeling that one of these guys will be a very relevant DB for the Jets defense this season. And I honestly think that outside of the Arizona Cardinals and Minnesota Vikings, the New York Jets may be the greatest value at defense for if you're still playing season long uh, defensive slash special teams or overall IDP production from their players that you're going to get in the 2021 season. So again, those sleepers to keep your eyes on are none other than Isaiah Dunn and Brandon Eccles, both DBs for the New York Chets. But that is it, folks. A short and sweet IDP overall strategy and just kind of my vibe as to what I'm feeling for these players who you should be acquiring before the preseason starts this weekend. Um, You have some time. The preseason is not going to show a lot of reps for the first team starters in that first week. But come the second week of preseason, you got about I don't know. I guess I'm recording this on Sunday. So you've got about a little under 14 days basically to get offers out or pick these guys up off the waiver wire before someone else sees them in a preseason game for their team, snatches them up in your league, and they end up stealing the production that I'm expecting in 2021. So as always, like, share, comment on the pod, join us in the Patreon. Let me know what you guys think. If you hate IDP, let me know about it. I'm just trying to give you the guys the content that you want. And I felt like I've been neglecting all of you little uh, degenerates out there like myself that enjoy playing and managing entire NFL teams, both on the offense and defensive side. So once again, Salad Galore signing out. Until next week, this has been the Rookie Rundown IDP Buys. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak